Hello everyone. My name is Maxine McFarlane and I am a parent, educator and nurturer of young minds and hearts. It is my pleasure to welcome you again to the Teacher's Tribe podcast. A few weeks ago, I mentioned that devastating incident when a student accidentally deleted slides in my presentation during a lesson in our virtual classroom. I have been pondering that situation and others like it, determined to find the lessons from such incidents. Children are among the best teachers in life. We often associate teaching and wisdom with older folks, but I believe there is a lot we can learn from the young ones among us. The lesson from that incident is one that isn't new. Always have a backup, a plan B. I'm quite sure that parents and teachers have lots of stories that we could share. And if we pondered each one carefully, a lesson would emerge. Simple day-to-day life experiences can help us to gain valuable lessons if we practice mindfulness. It is not easy to embrace the ideas that challenges are valuable and that no experience should be seen as worthless. Contemplate with me in this episode how we can create a new sense of awareness about our daily lives. Are we missing out on meaningful moments because of busy lifestyles and never-ending to-do lists? Let's explore and find the lessons together. Once again, I can't help but go back to my roots. You see, sayings and proverbs are commonplace in the rich Jamaican culture. They are an amalgamation of influences from Africa and Europe, and although many of them are funny, they bear profound wisdom. A quote attributed to Cervantes on Quixote 1605 says, Proverbs are short sentences drawn from long experience. I have selected a few Jamaican proverbs that aptly describe some of the situations and experiences of teaching and learning during a pandemic, and even in life in general. I selected three proverbs that I believe hold nuggets of wisdom that we can apply to our lives as parents, teachers, and caregivers. As parents, it's instinctual for us to want to protect our children and provide everything that they need. In a conversation with my mother not too long ago, we talked about how every generation in our family had accomplished more in life than the previous. We were speaking specifically about education at the time, but it made me also think about how that idea of being quote-unquote better has impacted the manner in which we raise our children. I know some parents who were brought up under challenging circumstances go to the other extreme of lavishing their children with every desire, vowing that their offsprings will never suffer like they did. They ensure that their children lack nothing. I too want to provide for my children. However, I strive to find a happy medium. I believe it is important for my sons to hear no in response to some of their requests. After all, as they go through life, things will not always be as they expect, and disappointments are inevitable. It may really throw them into a tailspin when they venture out from the comforts of home. 
In the context of life during a pandemic, things that were considered challenging may reveal to us that they could be regarded as positions of privilege. When school closed unexpectedly in March, many of us complained about the challenges of remote learning. I'm not dismissing the realities of inequalities in terms of access to devices and other resources to students in different parts of the United States. Many other challenges were also evident. While all of this is true, I also choose to focus on the benefits that we enjoy that are not available in other parts of the world. I read stories and watched videos of teachers and administrators in Jamaica who went the extra mile, literally, by driving their own vehicles into remote communities to keep their students engaged in learning. One principal in the parish of Westmoreland, Mr. Keron King, was commended by the Prime Minister of Jamaica for his efforts to support students when schools closed in March. Mr. King hired bike taxis to transport him into remote areas to distribute worksheets to students who do not have internet access. And in some of those communities, only bikes or walking on foot could get those materials to the children. He stated in an interview that he wanted to purchase a printer to offset some of the printing costs. Now, when I thought about that, in my building, almost every classroom, if not all classrooms, have a printer. And this school just needed one. At that time, the school had to pay for the worksheets to be delivered to the institution because they were being produced and printed at the Ministry of Education, Youth and Information Office, located 70 kil kilometers or approximately 43 and a half miles away. He organized a team to put the packets together and he distributed them on a weekly basis, picking up completed ones while providing new ones. Teachers communicated with students via telephones where possible to provide support with the work they had been assigned. In other situations, students had to submit their work via message platforms such as WhatsApp. It quickly got costly for both parents and teachers to pay for the cost of data to keep up with the demand. Once again, I am not discounting challenges in our teaching learning environment. Doesn't your perspective change a bit when you consider how much more challenging it is in another part of the world? This is a good time to introduce the first Jamaican proverb that I'm reflecting on today. Rockstone a river bottom no no se sun hot. A translation for that one, a rock at the bottom of a river doesn't know that the sun is hot. And the meaning of that proverb is that persons who are sheltered don't understand true hardship. Our ELA curriculum covers a unit that focuses on challenges in going to school. One of the nonfiction texts used in the unit is entitled Off to Class, Incredible and Unusual Schools Around the World, written by Susan Hughes. Through this unit of study, my students learn about situations that make it challenging for students to go to school. Schools in Bangladesh where they have to have boat schools or the 10 schools that popped up in Haiti after that devastating earthquake. I believe this is something very important to include in their educational experiences. 
I hope that helps to not only create an awareness of how other people overcome challenges, but also a recognition of how privileged they are. As parents, I believe it wouldn't hurt if we also expose our children to some challenging situations. It may be something as simple as taking them camping for a weekend, away from the comforts of home. As the proverb says, rock stone a river bottom, no no se sun hot. Mentally, I know that this year is unlike any other, and yet I'm struggling to let go of high expectations. Things that would typically take a few minutes with little effort have become more complex. For years, I could quickly scan the room, figure out who is absent, and submit my attendance online within less than a minute. Now, I have to take time to hover over the changing configuration of black squares of students with their cameras off while checking the number on the participants tab in Google Meet, trying to figure out who is absent. I haven't called out names of my students to take attendance in years, but this year, I had to do that for a while. Students have not all been consistent with completing and submitting assignments, and I must admit that this bothers me. I have become more consistent with my reminders to students and contacting parents, and I now see noticeable improvement. It is unrealistic to expect that everything will always go as planned. I am acknowledging the improvements with the expectation that things will get better over time. This second proverb is directed at those of us who need to be reminded to take it easy and give ourselves grace. One one cocoa, full basket. The translation for that one, one one cocoa fills up a basket. And it means take things one step at a time and eventually we will achieve our goal. Success does not come overnight. Slow and steady will win the race. The final idea is related to the concept in, that I mentioned in episode 15, The Best Is Here. I have always encouraged the parents of my students to advocate for their children. I encourage dialogue and express my willingness to partner with them towards a common goal of their children's education. Sometimes teachers and parents do not see eye to eye on student academic performance. I have found that, in some cases, verbal linguistic learners are seen as extremely smart and are expected to earn high scores and good grades in school. The parents will extol their children's brilliance and may become upset with teachers who assign them a lower than expected grade or highlight that the student has not demonstrated proficiency in a standard or did not attain a benchmark. As the Jamaican saying goes, Every jaka say him could be a racehorse. In translation, every donkey says his cubby or his foal is a racehorse. And the meaning of this proverb is that parents always believe that their children are the best and destined for greatness. As teachers, we should join parents in acknowledging and celebrating the greatness that we see in their children. If the assessment results conflict with what the parents believe, we must exercise tact in sharing this information. 
We must find ways to separate the students as individuals from their grades or their scores. They are not their grades. Hold students accountable. Set high standards and expectations and encourage them to work with you to achieve their goals. Remember that parents send us their best and they want the best for their children. Although I only have three biological children, I refer to my students as my children or my babies. I too see the greatness in them and expect them to succeed. Although the proverb alludes to parents having unrealistic or unfounded notions about their children, it is an idea worth contemplating. Maybe, just maybe, if we see them as the best, they will rise to the challenge and become their best. A quote that I found this week is attributed to Buckminster Fuller, and it says, There's nothing in a caterpillar that tells you it's going to be a butterfly. Now think about it. There's nothing beautiful or appealing about a caterpillar. No sign that it's going to transform into something as beautiful as a butterfly. And it is that kind of perspective that may often challenge others to believe that parents' opinions of their children are preposterous. Others can see what the parents see because every jakase imkobi ariasas. I came across Ben Underwood's story several years ago and made it a part of my annual routine to share it with my students as a means of motivation. Ben was diagnosed with retinal cancer at age two and unfortunately had his eyes removed when he was three years old. He became known as the boy who could see without eyes. Ben developed the ability to use echolocation to find objects by making clicking noises with his tongue. He was not only able to find them, but he was able to distinguish what the items were. It is truly remarkable to see how he functioned in daily activities and pursued things that even sighted persons may not excel at. He played basketball, football, played video games, went skateboarding and rollerblading, among other activities. He was determined to live his life to the fullest. I will include a link to the video of his appearance on the Oprah Winfrey show in 2006. I'll put it in the show notes and on my blog. His mother, Aquanetta, was relentless in helping Ben to become confident and to not focus on what he was unable to do. Instead, she taught him to push beyond his limitations. Ben Underwood is quoted as saying, when someone tells me I can't do something, it makes me try even harder. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2009 at the age of 16. A BuzzFeed article from September 2014 highlighted that Ben's story was still an inspiration to people. An excerpt from the piece written by Hannah Jewell states that, and I quote here, Underwood's mother shared an inspiring letter to people around the world who were touched by his story. She said, I pray that each one of us has truly taken a piece of this experience in knowing Ben and used it to become better human beings to one another. End of quote. 
Ben's inspiring story and Aquanetta's approach prove that believing that your children and students are the best and are destined for greatness, even when they have challenges, make a difference. I encourage all of us to be mindful as we live and interact with others because there's always a lesson in an experience. We just have to look for it. Until next time, walk good and one love.